Welcome to the Vita Foods Insights Podcast. Join us as we explore the latest in science and innovation, helping the global health and nutrition industry connect, develop, and progress. Today's host is Marion Schumacher, Content Manager. Welcome to our podcast for personalized nutrition. Now, we are all probably interested in health, otherwise we wouldn't be here. Now, probably even more than before COVID-19, food is very important for our health, and I think I think we're all aware of that. Um, we all have different personal needs depending on our genes, our microbiome, several other factors, but it is difficult to choose the right foods for our needs, and often uh, people stick to unhealthy habits rather than um, the foods that they need. In the future, we will have a technology helping us here um, to help us better measure the effects that food has on our health, on our overall health and on in specific areas as well, such as, for example, sleep. Um, but we also will have accumulated data of many individuals that will hopefully help us make better decisions. Now, a lot of people think that artificial intelligence will answer the health questions of the future. We already have different companies offering health advice based on such technologies, and we have uh, numerous uh, people wearing variables at the moment. I am honored to have Nard Clubbers with me today uh, from the TNO. Um, he will help us shed a little bit of light in this area. Um, and Nard, welcome. Thank you very much. Now let's start. Let's start with foods. Um, the foods that people are usually interested in are the fun, tasty, convenient options that we can just order to our doorstep. So, why would people be bothering with all these measurements and all these devices? Yes, good question. So, what I think is that up until now, foods have mostly been chosen because of price, taste, and convenience. So those three factors have always been really important because those are the factors also that you can easily, let's say, measure for yourself, that you can easily determine for yourself. Towards the future, I actually see more empowerment in consumers. And I think you already see that, that, for instance, sustainability is going is playing a factor in food purchase. So that you have, let's say, price, taste, convenience, but also sustainability. And I think towards the a little bit further future, and for some people that future is already now, I think that health will become a very important characteristic for foods as well. And then I'm talking about the health effects. So when people are better able than now to measure their own health, and when people are better able than now to measure the health effects of food, I think that those health effects will become a factor, an important factor in food purchase. So then you're not talking only about price, taste, and convenience, perhaps sustainability, but also health effects. And I think that that will also change and perhaps even revolutionize the whole food arena. Mm -hmm. And how do you see the role of data analytics and artificial intelligence within that whole space? Yeah, so I think it is sometimes a little bit overhyped. 
So uh, people yeah, expect I think, that. I think we can even be provocative here. Um, sometimes you have, um, as you could say, you have garbage in, garbage out. So you don't have, you know, much, much information that goes in and not much information that goes out, right? Indeed. So, so I mean, artificial intelligence or or or, or machine learning. I mean, it, it all depends on the quality of the data that goes in, mm. and there is not that much well-structured data to begin with, I think. So at TNO, uh, we actually do a lot of research also very specifically in this field, in the field of how to model health and how to use big data, so to say, to give people extra information. And what we actually think is the best way is to have what we call a hybrid model. So it's basically a knowledge-based model. Basically, that's a model that takes uh, a certain set of parameters, for instance, your uh, height, weight, your blood pressure, your cholesterol, the activity pattern that you have, the foods that you like, etc., and combines all of that information in some uh, through some kind of an algorithm into a personalized advice. And that, let's say, is a knowledge-based model. So if you start using that knowledge-based model, so if you measure a lot of health variables from people, you transfer that through some kind of an algorithm in an advice, and then you mm-hmm. ask people how that advice has helped them and how that has influenced their health. You can use that outcome basically as a new input in the model so that you have more and more accurate data to begin with. And this cycle basically of using this uh, knowledge-based model actually generates a lot of data that can then be used for an extra layer of artificial intelligence. So that's what we call a hybrid model. So unlike some people at TNO, we don't think that you should rely on a purely data-based model. So purely going after, okay, we know that in large groups of people, this intervention has most of the times caused this effect. So therefore, if you are similar, you must have this effect. We don't think that that's the correct way to go. Also, because there is a very good chance that you will miss out on individuals and i think that the whole idea of personalized nutrition really is to personalize it yes yes absolutely um so you prefer to have this second layer where you're gathering information from the individual now that sounds obviously quite data heavy and i think a lot of concerns are obviously around data security and um and you know all that collected data what happens with it and who is going to ensure that the data that that we've collected about, for example, me, um, is not misused by someone or by a different organization? Um, do you have any insights of how that can be best protected? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, this this whole concept of data privacy is extremely relevant. And I, I really, if you look at the history also of uh, data and, 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 and privacy, and you look towards the future of data and privacy, I really think that we're going to have much stricter laws in the future than we have now. I don't see any uh, movements in the direction of less policy or less laws uh, in privacy. So I, I definitely think it will be very important. So one of the things we are working on at TNO is a concept that we call federated learning. And basically it's a technical term that means that as a consumer, you can keep your own data on your device. So, Marion, in your case, 
all of your health data, all of the things that you've learned about yourself, all of the things that you've gathered about yourself, you can keep that in your phone. And instead of sharing all of that data with a company that wants to use that to give you better advice, the company will send the algorithm to your phone, makes the calculations in your phone, gives you the results, uses the results, but the data actually remain in your phone. So that's a technological solution that enables consumers to really be the owners of their own data. But then when we think about artificial intelligence and cognitive learning programs, they usually learn on the data that they would get from me um, as a consumer to uh, to better understand certain illnesses or certain requirements from food. Will the systems, the, the artificial intelligence systems or the cognitive learning systems um, still rely on that? And can we still develop these systems if that data, for example, just lives on my phone? Yeah, absolutely. So so you, you have to build, let's say, a uh, specific program to get exactly the information you want from the data of the uh, individual consumers. It's definitely possible to also have machine learning algorithms based on that data. The only difference basically is that you don't store all the data in one big cloud, but the cloud is uh, diverse and, and distributed basically amongst the consumers. Oh, okay. So are there already products in the market that support this idea? There are products in the market, but they are quite niche. Uh, mostly, for instance, between medical institutions or hospitals. We are working now also with um, consumer platforms to be able to use this system also on a consumer market. So it is indeed quite new. Interesting. And if we're looking ahead, if we're looking into the future, what kind of products and services uh, can you foresee for the next, let's say, 10 years? Yeah, so I think actually one of the most important services should be or will be consumer platforms, basically, that where as a consumer, you can go to with your data to be helped with the selection and the purchase of food. So now you see a lot of, if you look at personalized nutrition, if you look at the use of data, you see a lot of companies that want to give you a one-on-one -on -one service. So there's a company, for instance, that wants to help me with my exercise. So I share some data that relates to exercise. There's another company that wants to do something for my weight. So I share some information there that I've gathered about my weight and about my activity pattern. Then there's another, perhaps the retailer that wants some other information. So basically, you see that you know individuals get uh, several companies that want to interact with them. I think towards the future, that's not really adding a lot of value for consumers because it's still a lot of hassle, a lot of bothersome interaction. So I think that one platform where you can go with your data and get help with all of the information that you need uh, to, to, to choose and buy food, I think that that will be a service that the market is actually, actually waiting for. And if you're looking at products, then I've actually always been a... Uh, uh, advocate of looking at the services. So I actually think that there are already enough healthy and tasty products to choose from. And that the problem usually is you know, what to choose from that vast selection, from that vast uh, uh, 
how do you say that? Yeah, the, uh, all of the all of the the vast offer basically of these of these products. So helping people making the right choice, I think that there's a lot of value there. Yes, absolutely. I can't wait for that myself because um, I'm probably in that group of uh, people who always try to optimize their nutrition. But you know, if you don't have enough feedback and enough data, you never know if you're making the right choices for yourself. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that next generation of personalized nutrition, which will hopefully uh, take on the mass market. Um, Nod, I would like, like to thank you very much for all the information you've given us um, and and the feedback and, and also the overview of what you are working on with TNO at the moment. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I hope you, as well as I, now have a much better understanding of what is lying ahead when it comes to the future of personalized nutrition so we can all make better food choices for us, for ourselves going forward. Thank you for listening. <laughs>